Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 345. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Hey. Hi. Having a good day, bud? Oh, man, it's a crazy day. Crazy day. Likewise. It's nice to take a break, though, and get to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, it's been just been crazy, just working late and crawling out of bed <laughs> to get the kids to school and it's like oh my god you, you get out of bed to work that's I interesting <laughs> i might try that one of these days <laughs> uh yeah anywho it's it's part of the fun right Woo-hoo. oh yeah <laughs> when you love what you do it doesn't matter you'll do it from anywhere yep you got it in fact i'm going to be going on a bit of a ski trip coming up and I'm just planning on all the stuff I have to take so that I can work from wherever I am, just in case. <laughs> and I cannot work easily without two monitors, so I have a little portable one that I bring with me that's one of these uh, USB ones. Oh, yeah? yeah they're kind of cool. Did you bring that when you came to visit me last year? I if I did, I kept it in the bag. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, because I let you use my giant monitor. That's right. You did, yeah. Anyway. I've got the same one. I've got one like that too, man, at home. They're great. Love those oh, the, the widescreen monitors are amazing. Yeah, I got one of those curved widescreen Alienwares. Oh, uh, I didn't go for the curved one. I didn't see the use of that, but yeah. it's cool. <laughs> I was I was looking I was looking at a new forty nine inch widescreen monitor the other day. I'm like, oh, drool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay, well, let's jump into this here. So. Um, the first one here is uh, interesting, kind of creepy, but you know what's new these days. Uh, Google is ordered to submit their search index to state sponsorship in Russia. So like China and the Great Wall, Russia is now um, going to be censoring content from Google. And <laughs> what a shocker. I mean, it's so yeah. tight there already. No one can say a thing against good old Putin. <laughs> don't get political on us now no, no but yeah too impressed with that dude but anyway um it's 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 horrible frank in my opinion but in any case this is uh first well, time are, being pushed into that uh, short, short of china so huh, that, that is interesting that they're getting uh, and what is what is google's what is google's yandex is is that russia or is that china yandex I can't yandex remember. is russia yeah, that's Russia. Okay, so have they been have they been dealing with this all along the the censorship? Or is oh this yeah, new, is yeah. This they they submitted to it. I think she says here, uh, where is the year? I think it was last year. They already had submitted to it, and Google's sort of been slow to do anything about it. Um, yeah, Yandex has reportedly already complied. So maybe it wasn't last year, but anyway, they have. It was the law was passed last year. And it mandates that search engine results be filtered through the federal state information system. Ooh, that's a great. So pretty much what this means is pretty much before the end of the year, everybody in Russia is going to be using DuckDuckGo. <laughs> yeah, they're going to try to, if they can even access it. Yeah. 
you know, downloading Tor will probably be almost impossible unless you go through a third-party site, like, I mean, a back backdoor site or something, because that's still one of the few ways you can connect and do anything almost um, without being found. Uh, mm. Yeah, some interesting stuff. Uh, currently, the search share, Yandex has 54%. Google has a surprising highly, I thought it was a lot lower, 42% of the search share in Russia. Wow. Mail.ru has two, and there's others that uh, pretty small. Uh, their actual money, though, is from Russians is uh, 45 billion rubles. That's how much Google makes, which is only, well, only, but 681 million. Uh, that's, you know, 95 billion in advertising revenues last year, though. So, you know, comparatively. That's, pretty, pretty that's, that's kind of chump change then. It's not too bad, but yeah, they certainly don't want to drop it if they can. So I guess they decided to go for it and see what they can make of it. See, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because if you think about censorship versus a small bit of change like that, to me, it's not worth it. But I guess you got you you have got stockholders you have to answer to now and stuff. I don't know. It's it's an interesting yeah situation. And they've already made the choice to be censored in China. Right. So what's what's the big deal, right? And then that's one of how many hundred countries that can use them? Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. I'm not for it, but I see why they're doing it. Well, it's 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 interesting too because this kind of ties into the next story that hit this week was the the European Union thing. So I think it was it's the very begin it's it's right in the middle of January. I can't remember the exact date that Google had to comply to the new um, the new rules in in the European Union tied to the search results. That's new laws they passed. And it's, it's interesting that the tests came out, the Google's published tests of what the search results would look like based on those rules. And it basically is the logo, the search box, and 10 text links on the page. Pretty much nothing else. No descriptions, no snippets, nothing. And it's just, it's going to be really bad for anybody who wants to use any kind of search from Google in Europe. It's, it's, it's just not, it's not, it's not usable in my mind. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but then they did say, you know, take it with a grain of salt. This is perhaps a bit, uh, you know, they're trying to make a point here. So yeah, well, it's very something. It's apparently, it's, apparently it's very something it's very similar to something that happened in Germany when Germany passed some specific laws around this and they did something very similar. And it was only a couple of months before the, the publishers were begging them to put snippets back in the search results. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And they made such a, a uh, fuss about it yep. and then they got it and then they're like oh no don't do it don't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's one of the, it's one of those be careful what you ask for situations yeah. you can't tell me to do that oh yes you can please please <laughs> <laughs> oh geez well the next one up really gets my blood boiling and i see it all the time um, yeah maybe this one in particular this was new but um google my business spam uh, or in this case, what would you call it? Uh, attacks in a sense, but Google yeah. spammers are using open date edits to hurt local businesses. And what this is, is, uh, and this is why we monitor our clients, local business profiles oh, yeah. like religiously uh, because Google pretty much sucks when it comes to notifying people about changes uh, to their local business profile and certainly don't do any, great job of monitoring them. Uh, people can go in and if they've got enough clout, 
with uh, Google Local, they can change the open date of your company. And what happens is if they they do it long, like short enough, it seems like a newer company, you can just they can just plummet. It won't even show up in search results. Uh, like this one example, I think it was 1994, the company had actually been opened, but someone had changed it to January 2019. Um, now, of course, with that, Google goes, oh, you're new. You don't, know, you don't have any authority. They, they, they actually changed it to further in the year to where it's, it, they've, they've updated the, the, the open date so you can list an opening date in the future mm-hmm. so, that it, so you can start getting things prepared. And this one that you're talking about that was open in 1994, they actually put the op- that it wasn't even open yet, that it was going to open in a few months. So oh, right, yeah, because I was earlier in the year, right? Sorry. Yeah, so it's like people would find it and think, okay, I'm not going there because they're not open yet. Uh, but I've had people change phone numbers, addresses, like um, not obvious oh, yeah. addresses are obvious, but actual web address. So I've had people pirate well, traffic. One of, one, of the, one of the groups I'm in on Facebook tied to SEO, um, some guy posted this article he had written about this new hack he had found it was basically the same kind of stuff. Someone had, had changed the phone number of the business or something like this. And he thought it was a brand new thing and he was all excited. And he wrote this big article about it. And I went in and said, you know, <laughs> this is a really easy, they, oh, he called it negative SEO at the time. And I'm like, this is really easily avoidable in most cases. If you're going on a regular basis and check those Google, my business listings, normally they'll give you a chance to say whether before they make an update like that, they'll, they'll give you the opportunity to say, no, this is not correct or yes, it is. Uh, but you have to go in on a regular basis and check for those. Um, and if you don't, they'll, they'll wait a little bit of time and then they'll decide on their own whether they want to implement the change or not. And it's, you got to watch those things. You got to be, you got to be logging into Google My Business frequently. I, how, often, how often do you do it? I have someone that does it, so I don't do it myself, but she's doing it every week or so. Yeah. Uh, you could be doing it more though. I mean, it, it, a week can be a long time in the net, on the net. Uh, it's just a week. We have so many clients. There's only so many we can do at once. Uh, they do sometimes notify you that there's been changes. Please go and approve them or not. But the problem is they've already taken place. They just make them go live. It's awful. Like it should be waiting for your approval before it goes live. Well, that happens sometimes. I've seen that happen. They'll, they'll come up and say, is this correct? And you say yes or no before they, before they implement it. Have you okay. checked to see whether or not it actually had been implemented? Because usually it has, and you're just saying yes or no, and then it finally gets changed back. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't know. If, I don't know. I can't remember if I checked it's, that or not. It's crazy. Another thing that I, I cannot stand, uh, I ran into this today with another, or was it ours? I think it was ours, our company. Um, they put negative amenities negative uh so in this case not woman-led that's what they put <laughs> like really <laughs> that'd, that'd be awesome if they did that and got like got got like the uh categories mixed up and they said step forth does not have a hot tub uh, <laughs> well that's just it people put weird things like that like uh no, no pool access yes exactly <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's crazy some of the stuff people put in um, like uh, some of the hotels I work with no arcade no movie theater no it's like what <laughs> and and I try and remove them and I can't I can say no this is not right but oftentimes it stays 
Uh, I'm sure there's a way around that. I'm when sure you're saying when right. you're saying no, it's not right. Are you saying yes, we do have an arcade, or are you saying no, this is not the kind of thing that should be on my list? What they don't give you that clear an answer. It's plus, minus, or they just leave it as a option. Huh. It's really stupid. Um, it should just be an X for cancel it, but there isn't. Um, anyway, it's it's quite annoying. It almost makes an issue out of something that shouldn't really be an issue unless someone's looking for it, but now they make it in your face. I don't think that's right. Anywho, not much of a soapbox. Hey, we have to admit, though, that the, the local business, the map stuff, has gotten a lot better over the past couple of years. It's still nowhere near perfect, no. but it has gotten a lot better. Yes, definitely has gotten a lot better. Oh, well, that said, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, let's talk about uh, <laughs> the URL inspection tool. Some changes there on Google Search Console. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm Webmasterradio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Somebody just fell off their their uh, bike when you said that open. <laughs> Welcome back was like, ah! <laughs> 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 I hope so, I, yeah, we, we, we apologize if you're on your stationary bike and you just fell off just get back on and things will be fine 
Uh, no, I can never win. Okay. <laughs> What's next year? The Google URL inspection tool. They've added a bunch of stuff to it. I've, I actually have liked this tool a lot since the, the new uh, Webmaster Tools Search Console came out and, and they added this tool. It's, it's really handy. They've just added a bunch of new stuff to it, which makes it even better. Um, they're, they're adding things. They added things like the HTTP header response. Um, you can look at resources and JavaScript um, usage. They have screenshots of the page now. Lots of great stuff added to this that I think if you if you haven't gone into play with this inspection tool or look at look at the page, if you're trying to debug something, this is a great place. But one of my favorite things they added is the uh, rel equals canonical. Hmm. Excuse, excuse me, I had a cough there, so I muted. Um, Good man. So, so you can go in, it'll tell you, because um, Google adds relicals canonical to every page, whether you have the code in there or not, they have a canonical URL for it. And it'll tell you what theirs is. Sometimes it's yours that you said in there, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes even if you put it in there, they've decided, no, nope, that's not the one we want to use. We're going to use this canonical. And they'll actually tell you that in that inspection tool, which is really great. But again, they've added a bunch of stuff to it. So go look at it, go play with it. Um, give us your feedback in the community because I, I really like that piece of the, of the new search console. Yeah, and they've got some good animated GIFs of how it is functioning you know, uh, from Google shown on uh, Search Engine Roundtable where Google, uh, Barry posted it. Uh, the title is Google URL Inspection Tool Adds HTTP Response Resources, JS Logs, and Screenshots. Now, um, that's... That is kind of cool. Like you can see the HTML that Google's looking at. You can see a screenshot of what they're looking at. You can look mm -hmm. at more info. All this stuff is now within the same area and it's, it's cleverly built. It's good. Yeah, yeah. And kind of related to that, um, there was a little discussion. Um, John Mueller was talking about I can't remember where, but they were talking about it. He's, he's thinking, they were talking about the Fetches Google, the original Fetches Google tool in Webmaster Tools. And he's kind of mentioning how it's kind of redundant now with this, you know, URL inspection tool. So there, there's some speculation in there that they might be getting rid of the uh, Fetches Google to being replaced with this new inspection tool. Well, it is a vast upgrade. So what? why not? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Uh, but the fetch as Google has that that kind of historical feeling in it. You know, it's like I want Google to come grab this page. Well, you don't get that feeling with the inspection tool. It's more like this is what Google's already seen. Well, I want them to go get it and look at it again. That fetch with Google gives you that kind of visceral. I'm making Google look at my page. Damn it! <laughs> this one does. <laughs> and for all those, I mean, we try and remember that uh, we're listening to, we're talking to a 101 crowd. So if anyone who's new to the show, uh, we're talking about the Google Search Console. Uh, all you need to do is if you haven't already registered your site, it is free. Just type in Google Search Console and Google, you will get uh, uh, the first uh, listing that shows up will be their page. Go, go to that page and claim your site. And once you've got that claimed, you'll get access to... Uh, insightful information about your web website that Google wants to share with you. I make that a key note, wants to share with you. Uh, there's not everything, but they do a good job of giving you highlights of any issues they've discovered. Uh, and they give you tools like this that allow you to check your site and determine what might be wrong and um, really fix things on a regular basis. And frankly, any site that's got any size to it it's going to have regular issues. It seems weird to think that a site could have anything go wrong, but 
it does. <laughs> yeah. And, and with, with all that in mind, there's all kinds of great tools and stuff. The, the number one reason to get Webmaster Tools slash Search Console, I call it that because it used to be called Webmaster Tools, and they changed the name for you new you newbies out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the main reason to get that is because that's the one and primary place that Google actually proactively reach out and give you information and and they'll message you and say, hey, we see this problem with your site or we've we've noticed you're doing this and we you know and we're gonna give you a manual penalty. They'll tell you they'll give you a manual penalty in those tools. So just to get that communication channel with Google is is critically important. Yeah, and unless you're doing something vastly wrong, those aren't likely to show up. The one that is very important that I think happens more often than we anyone would like is the uh, malware warning that yep. someone has hacked your site. It'll let you know. Uh, that's very important. Otherwise, you'll have no idea why your website has disappeared or why your traffic's dropped. But And when you go to your site, you may not see anything wrong. But Google has detected that it has been hacked or thinks it has been hacked. And, and that's where you need to get to the bottom of that quickly because you can have some serious impact on your entire profile online. Yep. And one of the things in there that I don't think people use enough is impression data. It's pretty much the only place you can get impression data for your site tied to specific terms. Um, you know, how many times does your site show up in search results, whether it's clicked on or not, did it show up in a search result? And that, and that's some valuable information um, that can be really useful at times. He, the one thing I don't like about that though, is that an impress impression is not that a person has seen it. It's only that it was loaded in the search results. It could be at the bottom of the page and they didn't even mm -hmm. scroll down and see it. It's still considered an impression. Yeah, well, we deal with the same thing with the the uh, ads too, right? If your ad loads at the bottom of the page, it's counted as impression, even if people don't scroll down. Yeah. So, so it's it's the same kind of thing. You just deal with it the same way you would with with the PPC type. But I think a lot of people believe that it's actually impressing upon the person who's on the page. Well, no, it's not. As as logical as that would be, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, Anyway, it, it, it's interesting. It gets, gives you some perspective of how often a search result appears uh, and you happen to be on it. And mm -hmm. that's a, a good thing to know. Uh, and that's just scraping the surface. Uh, there's so much there. Uh, For sure. Yeah. And, and in fact, there's a really good article I was going to post. Uh, it's um, it was done by, give them credit here, uh, Glenn Gabe. It's on Search Engine Land. It's called Demystifying Google's Guide to Clicks, Impressions, and Position in Google Search Console. And he goes through it and explains the logic behind each of those uh, metrics. Now, he's pretty much, what he's done is he's tried to clarify what Google's already written. Uh, they did create a help document back in 2017. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't get around to reading that. And I think it's really good that he did this. Uh, so, good work, Glenn. I think it's well done, too. Oh, yeah. Glenn's smart. He's a good guy. Yeah. So you, you can get a lot out of this. And, and I think understanding all these key elements is critical to getting the most out of the uh, uh, Google Search Console. In fact, I, I, a few things I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of. Uh, I think it was well worth the read. So. Nice. All right. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funny. Um, so in, in typical... Actually, you know, it's not typical. I guess Google is pretty good at, at responding to, uh, well, not all the time, but to <laughs> obvious exploits to their systems. One of them, though, has been around since 2016. And it is 
the ability to manipulate a, a knowledge panel result. So when people do a search, if you do a search, just for those that don't know what that is, and let's say you type in a person's name, um, and that person, if they are a celebrity or someone that's known, they tend to appear in what's called a knowledge panel on the right and may include some information from Wikipedia, maybe whatever, it's usually got their face, uh, their name, what they've done in the past, what, you know, their claim to fame. Well, if you, you do that, let's say, and I can't actually explain how it's done. It's, it's not that difficult. I just got to go and look at the instructions to remember they can't, it, it is fixed, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they, they did fix it. It is fixed. That's true. Anyways, you, the, the example that Barry Schwartz did on Search Engine uh, Roundtable was a good, a good joke was um, he, he could make it so that if, if you clicked on his link, that was the deal. You had to click on the link that was given to you. You could go to a page and the, and the, the query was shortest man alive, and that would show Barry Schwartz um, and his whole knowledge panel. And if you do another search using the same tactic, and he, for tallest man alive, he also made himself show up. So it just showed how easy it was to, to manipulate. And it was exceptionally easy. Uh, the only benefit someone could have gotten from this was if they were trying to prove to someone directly that they were this or they were that. And that person took at plain value what was showing up um, on their search result and didn't actually check it. Right. And I want to say to all the listeners, just so you know, John is not doing the show from his bathroom. <laughs> we can hear some water and, and that's a, he's moved his desk. I'm out by the creek. Yeah, yeah you're by the creek, yes. <laughs> we were going to get some, some flushing sounds just for effect, but uh, oh well. <laughs> we'll have to get you to some, some uh, soundproofing to wrap around those pipes. We'll work it out. Yep. <laughs> okay. What's next, bud? Um, what do we have now? So GoDaddy. And and I've never been a big fan of GoDaddy hosting. GoDaddy itself with the domains, I'm not too I'm okay with them. The hosting, on the other hand, I've always had an issue with. It's they're, 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 it's kind of slow. It's not the greatest hosting in my personal opinion. Well, it's it turns out that GoDaddy has started injecting JavaScript. GoDaddy hosting has started injecting JavaScript into their customer sites. And I'm not real sure what they're doing with this JavaScript or why they're doing it, but apparently it's breaking people's sites. It's definitely having an impact on page speed for some people as well. Um, and it's just one of those things I wanted to make sure everybody was aware of. If you're using GoDaddy as a host or your clients are using GoDaddy as a host, this could be an issue for you. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's kind of it's kind of tied to their internal analytics system, apparently, from what the article says. So, uh, just be aware there there may be ways to get rid of it. There may not be. I haven't dug in that deep, but just because I don't really care that much about GoDaddy to do it. <laughs> All right. So I did read the article. <laughs> I, I read the article. <laughs> so you know you didn't because <laughs> the ti the title. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Essentially, yes, there is a, uh, an opt-out, but in the, the end of the article, um, I can't even skip to the end. Anyway, there's a <laughs> there's a statement that Google has, or that GoDaddy has now uh, pulled this. It's no longer the case. They will bring it back, but they'll make it an opt-in only instead of opt-out only. Uh, 
Yes. See, that's good. Well, it's good, but they shouldn't have done it in the first place. No, they shouldn't. It was ridiculous. As if they, they should be allowed to inject anything on anyone's website. It's one thing using logs and, and such that's coming into their systems, but this is too much. Uh, anyway, I, I'm surprised they made that move. They When they did get taken, I mean, it's the same owner, I think, but he's out of the mix. When they changed their whole operational Modus operandi. Um, mm -hmm. They did a pretty good job of cleaning their act. And I'm when, when did that happen? It was back when he was getting a lot of flack for being um, an obvious uh, misogynist and all this stuff, his ads and stuff. They've all toned down. They've really amped up their support. Uh, I know a lot of people actually really like GoDaddy now, and I was surprised to hear that. From a hosting perspective or as a company as a whole? Both. Both. Yeah. Hmm. I would never use it for, for, for hosting ever. I know no. I, we know better what real hosting should be. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm sure it, it's, and, and it's in good company. It's not, it's not just GoDaddy. There's lots of site companies I would never use. Uh, I just, I just believe hosting should not be skimped on. Yeah. Uh, it's the kind of thing that makes a, a world of difference for a website. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, take a quick break and we come back, we'll talk uh, some Mueller files and a community question. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class. 
Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Oh, yes. These are the, uh, the good <laughs> snippets we get every week. <laughs> yeah. So, so occasionally. Good reminders. Yeah, good reminders. So, and this was an interesting one because, uh, so John made a, somebody asked John a question about um, XML files. And then there was an SEO company who published a tweet who got it all wrong. And John went in and corrected him. So basically what this company said was that if your if the URLs in your sitemap file are wrong, Google may ignore your entire sitemap file. Well, that's incorrect. John quickly corrected and said, no. What he said was, if your XML sitemap file is, that the URL to your sitemap itself is invalid, they may ignore it. Um, not the URLs within the sitemap file. So if you read that and you were confused, we just want to make sure you understand. If you can have bad URLs in your sitemap file and Google will still read your sitemap file. It's never a good thing to have bad URLs in your sitemap file, but it's, if you do for some reason, it doesn't mean Google's going to ignore it. But where they may end up ignoring it is if the sitemap file URL itself is a 404 or um, invalid in some way, then they'll keep trying it for a while, but eventually they'll just start ignoring it altogether. There you go. Good to know. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he's at the story straight there because that was... Yeah, for sure. That could confuse a lot of people. <laughs> okay. So next up, we have a great question from our friend, Bruce Bromley. Good guy. Great guy. And uh, thanks for posting this, Bruce. What are the recommended backlink assessment tools people use? A few years ago, I used linked research tools, but man, has that got expensive for small businesses. <laughs> oh, dude, do I agree. I got out of it too. I mean, I'm a, you know, being doing this a lot, it was just ridiculous how much money. I really, I get that enterprises could use it, but for a small business, even a small business like mine, it was just too much. So yeah, it's like $300, $400 a month at the level I needed it for now. No, thanks. Uh, yeah. That's, and that's US for Canadian company. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. In any case, it is a good tool though. Well, I gotta so, so what did you replace it with? Um, Scott's been doing a lot of the work. So I was actually, I didn't get a chance to ask him what his preference is right now, but I believe, you know, between SpyFu, um, SEMrush, uh, none of them are perfect. None of them are as powerful either as link research tools, but uh, I've, I've found them. The, 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 the two I hear the most, um, actually three I hear the most. Well, Majestic too. Majestic, um, Hrefs, a lot of people recommend Hrefs. Um, and then, of course, the new version of the Moz tool for backlink research. They had the open graph. The, what was it called? The open open resource project or something like that. But they, they uh, shut Open it. Site Explorer. Yeah, that was it. Open Site Explorer. They shut that down and replaced it with something that I hear is pretty good, but I haven't played with it yet. Um, Ahrefs is actually really, really good, but I personally rely yeah. on Majestic. I, I that's where I go. That's my go-to if I need backlink information. Yeah, you know, I, I forgot we have an account there too, and I'm actually fairly certain that that's his go-to too. So yeah, I mean that that one's been around longer than any of them. It I has, mean, and it looks the same. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it also has the the best data set in my opinion because it has been around for so long. It's been crawling the web for so long. It has the best data set to go off of. 
just going to go there and make sure. I want to see if they've changed anything. Uh, <laughs> they've added a lot of new tools, a lot of stuff. If you, you know, they think have. The, I think the interface is fairly stayed fairly consistent, but they've added a bunch of tools over the It's past. very 2000, their design. I don't care what it looks like if it gives me the data I need. I know, but I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it is true, though. The data is excellent and always has been. I mean, it certainly was a time when it wasn't as good as some, but it's it's great. And for the price, hello. Um, I'll take a little less detail and uh, be very happy. <laughs> perhaps a little, maybe may even have the same amount. It could be easily argue they have the same amount as Link Research Tools. It's just provided in a different format. Yeah, and, and Majestic has pricing. They have pricing tiers. So if you only need some of the data, if you might be able to find a pricing tier that meets your, your needs, that's that's a little bit lower than if you wanted the whole big, you know, caboodle. All right. Well, I got to run and actually have a, a free consult with someone. And just so you know, um, again, I've set up in the past, but if you have any questions, you want to talk about your own uh web marketing you let me know uh do a free consults you can inquire on my website and, and sign I'm, up right away i'm doing good man i think i'm good i appreciate okay. that though all right well just anytime <laughs> you think about it <laughs> you can throw all your clients my way it's all good i'll help them out <laughs> <laughs> all right well with that said on behalf of myself ross dunn ceo of step forth web marketing and john carcutt the vice president of strategy for reflexive media thanks for joining us today have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on Webmaster Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.